been through A living legend in the flesh, let me convince you I take my time and get it right when I spit on these tracks You gotta love me cause I'm good and you know that's a fact Ain't no holding me back, ain't no holding me down I'm in love with my life and I'm saying it loud Know how to move a crowd, know how to get it jumping Make them get out their seats, see their feet start to stomping H-Town to Compton, they screaming my name Y'all struggling but for me, it ain't hard to maintain Some call me Ryan Spencer, I prefer the money spender I'm as sharp as a tank and I cut you like a blender Summertime to winter, every day of the week I got Gotta stay focused, I ain't got no time to sleep This is my life story, this is what I've been through Now that we done been through, let the hook continue The calling of a man who keeps his brain well connected Time for my injection, let these lyrics be my medicine And I embellish if you choose to stay prejudiced This is Exodus, put my fam up in the house I'm a dog, bitch, ain't no game of cat and mouse The man, the myth, the legend, a stare away from heaven Horns popping out, trying not to scare the reverend Been searching for my soul and never paid attention Let my heart around town and wonder why it's missing Time to take ambition, show them that I'm gifted I've been building bridges, for I was counting digits They barely ever get it, bars like Olympic lifting Spin them up in space just so I can move them inches Some people digging ditches, I dig for riches You can call it vicious, I prefer tradition You know a futuristic bad chick about to bust through the door Daisy Dukes and thigh high boots got these boys acting friendly I ain't got time for you ratchets cause my patience acting thinly I drop gears in my stain and switch lanes, put it in sport I got troopers in these streets, at attention, they report Nigga, if you ain't got my money, then you guys better abort I'm kicking yeah, ass and I'm the best in this sport Just remember that Renetta ain't speaking in third person All the way in my bag like a boss and I'm hard working I'm the king and the queen so you can hand me my crown And bow down, that's the best that your friends can do for me now, since y'all so busy, Instagram posting, chasing the clout. Better be careful what you say and how the words come out. Cause I got goons on the east side, goons on the west. I got goons on the north side, and they all the best. I go la 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 like the OG Ronnie Spencer. Some people 
Rising Paradise to uh, to DJ Screw, he most definitely did what he said, which was to screw the whole world. Yes, and he 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 actually did that. And like I said, I taught him how to take an R and B song and mix it with a hip hop song and blend it. Once it blended, it created a whole different, unique sound. And when he slowed it down, it allowed him to take another record and mix it in. So he had sometimes three, four records going at the same time, and it created a sound that was never heard. And uh, hey, man, it just made a lot of noise. And next thing we know, it was all over the world. So we are um, sitting there listening. And, and if you get drunk, it sound even better because yeah. now you're relaxed. You, you can hear it allow you to hear what the rappers were saying back then. And, and, and then it's mixed with R&B and it was just a whole different feel. So people were spilling it. So what happened, it, he did that. And what happened was people stopped listening to the radio. So 97, nine, the box, they started losing their airway because everybody was listening to screw. And back then they were selling tapes. So you couldn't find a tape and none of the uh, car shows or none of the uh, car places where you go get your radio put in or something, they was all sold out, flea market sold out. So now people is not listening to the radio. They're going to buy tape decks, putting it in their car so they can go buy a screw tape. And you go buy a screw tape, he got a line wrapped around his house, blocked people trying to buy tapes. And that's all they was listening to. So. What 97.9 did, they got in touch with school and said, well, can we do a uh, screw uh, music on the radio? So school said, well, man, let me think about it. He said, man, we, you know, we have to, everybody's really just listening to your, your music. Your music is the hottest thing in Houston now. So they did it and they started calling it uh, Screw Mad Hatter Today. And that's how that came. So now the box ratings come back up and everybody around the world can actually listen to screw at five o'clock traffic jam when they start playing his music so and that's how that happened so that's what gave him his big boom next thing you know it's all over the world so uh, siblings so was it mad hatter who kind of pushed this idea onto 97 yeah, i had a lot to do with it because he was one of the hottest djs at 97.9 box so you know him talking to the directors and stuff was screwing them they made it happen and that's how he become to come on the radio station. At the time, I was DJing at a uh, place called Alameda Skating Ring, and I was getting ready to retire from that to get back off into my music. Mm -hmm. And I let Screw take over. And when he took over the skating ring, he screwed the skating ring up, and it became <laughs> it was just crazy. So it, you got people skating on slow music. It was just a sight. To it was crazy, man. It was just it was lovable, but it was just like you wouldn't believe that you have some people in the skating ring skating to slow music. Is, is there any video footage of this kind of scene available, sibling? Well, that skating ring that I did um, back in the days, they finally closed down. Um, it's not there anymore. And that kind of footage, I would have to look for it. I might have some at home uh, downstairs and a lot of stuff that I have that I mm. kept over the years. And if I find it, I would definitely send it to you. That that is a classic. That's a, that's history right there. I mean, I I can picture. I mean, I'm just trying to paint a vivid picture in my mind. I'm just hearing that screw, and I'm seeing people 
skate around. That must that must have oh, been. It was it was crazy, man. It was, and I was just looking at him. I'm like, man, I didn't think it would come to this, and that's when I knew it was getting big because now the whole skating ring changed. Everything changed. Mm. Music on the radio changed. Skate ring changed. People driving around listening to cars changed. So now they start putting stuff on CDs. So now the school stuff is on a CD now. So it's like it just changed everything. Uh, all the major labels that was pressing albums, they started screwing up the DJ pool. They sending albums to screw straight to his house. He didn't even <laughs> have to go to all the major labels sending all their stuff straight to him because what happened was they realized, well, if he get it and he screw it, we get more views and yeah. we get we get to hear it more faster than the radio. How is that happening? Because the whole Texas was screwed up. So they said, we got to get down here to Texas to get off into this screw stuff because it's bigger than we thought. So now it's a culture. It's so big. They even have a, a class on screw. Uh, it's, it's just, you know, in the world book records of it, and it's just crazy the way it just took off. So, you know, like they say, when you pass, you make more money when you did. So mm, it's the it's, craziest it's, thing. It's the craziest yeah. thing. Now Wait. they have, uh, they got the screwed up click, uh, closing foot locker now. So it's every foot locker got, uh, uh, screws, shirts, hats, t-shirts, you name it. Anything that got screwed up, click on it. Tennis shoes, hats, towels, socks. So, <clears throat> so has, has LD, <clears throat> pardon self, has LD, is LD doing this? Like who's who's doing this on behalf of, of, of uh, SUC? Uh, his sister. Okay, give thanks. So it's still within the family. Yeah, his sister's doing it. Uh, so it's like they still have a screwed up uh, click records. Bob still running that that place. They still go there, but it's just you know every day, every year, and every day seem like stuff get better and better and bigger and bigger for this young man, and he's mm. deceased. And I wish you know he was living to see this. Oh yeah, because I, I don't really think he knew it was gonna come like this. But you know, like they say, uh, I try to give people their flowers before they. Dead, indeed, indeed, sibling, and I, I'm pretty sure all the all the real ones around him was telling him all this already, man. He knew it's he, he just that he didn't actually get the chance, as you say, to physically experience the world embracing this year. Because I can remember, and I always bring this out when I have do these Texas series, three in the morning. That was the very first CD I got. It was the part two as well. I didn't get the part one. I got the part two. And I only bought it because of the pen and pixel cover. I was like, DJ Screw, I have heard the name. I, I don't know nothing about this here. And <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, sibling, I pull it in. Actually, no, the first time I heard something, sorry, it was that ESG, um, swanging and banging. That was that was slow, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah ESG. And I thought, yeah, you know, that's pretty cool. And then I got the, the three in the morning, and initially initially for some strange reason i didn't like it straight away um i like some of the songs and then i think it was one day it, this is this is something that used to happen to me back in the day i would i would scrutinize things a little bit too much but then if i just like i'd say to myself if, if i wasn't feeling an album totally i'm gonna pull it in and i'm gonna wash up or cook so i can't interrupt it and let it play and when i yeah. tell you what sibling i let that three in the morning play and that was jamming, and I was I was screwed from that day onwards. 
Well, he used to get mad at me because uh, he would say, uh, "Why you don't? Why you don't? I don't ever hear you come up playing my music." I say, "What do you mean?" He said, "I always give you the tapes, and you never play them." Well, I was keeping the tapes because I knew they was gonna be classic one day, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to uh, play them because I didn't want them to get messed up. Mm-hmm. So all the tapes he gave me, I just put them up, and sure enough, it my dream came true. So I have all the tapes that he gave me is put up in the garage. So it's kind of like people ask me, say, hey man, I'll give you uh, 2,000 for this tape. I'll give you 3,000, I'm gonna sell it. I said, no, I can't sell it. That's just something personal that I always keep and I always told him I never get rid of them. I will always keep them mm-hmm. and they'll be framed in the house and that's what I did. Definitely, man. Mementos, man. And that, that's, that, that is a physical representation of that time, of that moment, of that time when, um, screw had that conversation and said yo have that tape sibling hold that there you know i mean you can look at it and remember you can probably even remember some scents that are in the air whether some draw was being blown or if it was just some you know i mean you will take you back take you back to that moment in time and there was was a lot of music that i did over there that i forgot i was on actually screw tapes uh and cds and sometimes i go to the screwed up click records and tapes and they'll be playing a song that I did not, I, I never knew I uh, forgot I did it. And I asked Buck, Buck last week, I said, you know what, man? Uh, what is that song you played when I came in here? He said, man, that's the song you did with me and Screw a long time ago. I never put it out on the tape and the song sounds so good. I said, okay, man, I gotta get a copy of it. He actually gave me a copy of it, but yeah, it's so much music we did that we forget as artists that we did it. Until mm. somebody play it, uh, uh, you just walk in and hear it, and you hear your voice. Like, no, that's me. I'm like, Man, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember I, that I, track <laughs> all the time. What new song you did? I said, I haven't did a new song. <laughs> yes, yeah, you play it for me. And I said, Oh, that was years ago. So it's kind of like it's that's a good feeling, also, because mm. it makes you realize part of that way back then. That's the future. It's, it's you know, it's music have changed so much. And they still playing his stuff. Yes, yes. So did you actually? So the tapes that Screw was giving you, were there, were there some of his favorite mixes over these personal Screw tapes for you? Some of them that I have, they don't have. And it was certain stuff he did just for me because we both was DJs. Mm-hmm. Just for me, and he would show me. He was actually showing me stuff that he had learned of blending hip hop and R and B together. And then he even got off into hard rock, soft rock, and hip hop. So he started creating uh, neo soul and all these type of genres of music he would create to make it and uh, sound different. And it did, it had a different sound to it. So that's what made him screw because mm. that's what he did. He took music and screwed it all up. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Hey, going back to, um, to Rec Shop, going back to the Rec Shop days. Um, and Big Mo, uh, Rising Paradise. What what was it like? Um, as you said, you the touring was good. You know the production was crazy over there. Um, the talent was crazy over there. What was it like? You know, in the studio with 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 Mo, the Bar Baby. Well, Big Mo was a, a, a really a loving big dude. He uh, he was he made you laugh. Uh, uh, it was fun working with him because the type of lyrics that he would come up with, Hmm. he was a genius. Uh, 
his style of talking, his slur, or where he did his words on the track, that's what made him. That's what made him the ball baby. And that's what made him Big Mo. He had a southern feel, and he had a he had a sound that nobody had. And that's when a lot of people catered to him. He was very humble dude, but he, he worked hard, worked hard. And this is something that he always wanted to do, was do a Big Mo album, and he wanted the whole SUC on it. And he had the opportunity to get all of those guys on his album and work with so many people. I'm proud of Mo, I love him. And uh, I always tell his mom I love her. Uh, she was in his corner. Uh, his brother was in his corner, and the Rec Shop Records definitely was in his corner. They did a lot of music together. The men Mo did a lot of music together. Mm. It was again that that's what brought me. That's what that's what kind of brought me into the into the Rec Shop family was that 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 bar baby. Um and then the the street sermon, that pimp tie, you know, everything, the city under siege. I mean, what yeah. was it like working with the everyday street gangster, aka ESG? Oh man. Those guys are really comedians, Mo and, and ESG, especially ESG. Them guys, uh, you know, Note D, they comedians. Uh, Sean P, Tight Eyes, Dirty Dollar. I mean, you name it, they got it. All of those guys are actually comedians and movie stars, those guys. Like when we did the Dirty Third. Dirty Thirds, yes. Yeah, when we did the Dirty Third movie, nobody had acting skills. We just, it's just, that was them every day. They acting like that. So they just filmed it. And when they filmed it, it, it became out successful. And they did Dirty Third Part Two and the same thing. We didn't really have to go get no actors for the movie. They got a couple of uh, actors for Dirty Third Two. You know, even Scarface, when he played, he didn't he didn't have to go to acting school. Scarface played his part like he knew what it was. Mm. Uh, SPM, he played his part like he knew what it was, you know. And uh, I have to give thanks to uh, no D and, and, and D Rick and Floyd Dixon, all of those guys, King uh, Laura Freeman, all that whole crew was, uh, I mean, it was just a, it was a hell of a crew, man. That's all I can say. They, they all put they all into it and everybody came over there for those movies. It pretty much seemed like they knew their roles. They knew what to do. They knew how to act. Uh, they wasn't shy of camera, um, uh, I guess because everybody looked at movies all the time, so they just really knew what to do. You know, just knew what to do. I didn't never get a script. I just did what I did. You know, uh, I know no D didn't get a script. Uh, the guy he didn't get a script, and he played he played very excellent as Sonny Bobo in the movie. Yes, Sonny uh, Bobo. <laughs> right, and in ESG, he was just a character. Period. You know, Blue Note. Uh, it's, it was just unbelievable. So a lot of the stuff they filmed. It was kind of like we were surprised of ourselves when we sit back and watch the footage and they put it together. We didn't need no script. So D-Rex said, you know what? All of y'all natural talent, we don't even need a script. Let's just go film the movie. And that's what we did and come out perfect. Both it, of them. It did. I, I mainly remember one. I don't really remember number two, to be fair. Or I may have not seen it, to be fair. I'm sure, actually, no, I did. How quickly did two come out after, after the first one? After who? After the first thirty third, how how quickly did the second one come out? Oh, it was even even quicker because we already knew what to do for the second movie. I mean, they wrote scripts, but half the half the time we didn't look at them. <laughs> they didn't look at them. They just shot the movie. 
everybody was characters and, and comedians on that whole label. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny how that happened. I guess God worked in mysterious ways. It's kind of funny how that happened, the way we all came to the label. Everybody just came to that label and directed what he had to do. You know, it was hard for him because he had a lot of, a lot of, lot of personalities to deal with. Mm-hmm. And I, I take my hat off to that young man because he, he made it happen. I know sometimes he couldn't sleep, but he made it happen. So to have that many artists, artists, and most of them were screwed up click artists on that label. And to deal with that, you had to have, you know, a, a, a good personality and, and kind of understand all the different mood swings that those guys had over there. But we, we always put it to the side and always handled our business and we talked about it and fixed it. We never did too much get into it. It was never no fighting over there at that label. Uh, if we did have a problem with somebody, we just man up and take that person out and we, you know, talk it over. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so he kind of he kind of coached a good a good label. Rec Shop was one of the hardest independent labels in Houston, besides Rap a Lot. So it was a uh, it was a good it was a good journey over there. I can't say nothing too much really bad over there. You know, uh, we had fun. I had fun. It was a a blessing to experience that. It did kind of put me out there a little further in my career. I uh, just give thanks to everybody over there and all the artists that I work with over there. Mm-hmm. Some of them I'm still working with today. Give thanks. Hey, all right. Um, little O, the fat rat with the fat the rat with the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> little O is brilliant. Uh, he had his own thing going, but he worked with a lot of screwed up click people. Uh, let O did his thing. Uh, he always had a good show. He always showed up for stuff. Uh, I can't really say nothing bad that I know about him. Uh, he always treated me with open arms. Uh-huh. And like I say, the same with me. I always treated him right. Uh, I have nothing bad to say about him. Uh, he was always a good person. Every time I seen him, he was always about his business. And uh, uh-huh. he put out good music. Very much so. Good music constantly. Um from that blood money to listen classic cla- that players get chose sibling right how how, how rising paradise mr uh, three two wicked buddha baby right yeah how, what two, was it what was it was was a good person also he was very talented a lot of people don't know uh him and snoop dog had a lot of business together uh he taught a lot of west coast people uh, how to rap uh he showed Pimp C a lot of um, stuff in the game for us on the rap tip. Uh, his writing was phenomenal. He, he was just, I mean, he was a beast in writing. He was a beast in the way he said his words. Uh, I remember when they was in this group, uh, I forgot the name of it. Uh, convicts, Big Mike. Con- convicts, yeah, he was in, with the convicts. Uh, and he, him and Grand Pepper, the only ones in Houston had three rap names. Uh, three two was Mister Three Two, uh, the Governor. Yep. Uh, that's that's something else we used to call him. Uh, is at the tip of my tongue. But he had three rap names, and Grand Pappy, he had three rap names. He had Grand Pappy, Mafia Soul, and uh, what's the other name? Grand Pappy, Mafia Soul. 
and Big Steve. Big Steve, I was going to say, yeah, that's Big Steve, right? Rising Paradise, Big Steve yeah. as well. Damn. And yeah, Dick. he's calling Grandpappy, Mafia Soul, and Big Steve. Mm. So him and Pat was best friends, man, and they, they did so much work together. Uh, some, of the, some of his stuff is, we still got a lot of raw stuff on him and Pat that we've never put out yet that I know in the future they probably put out some stuff. I got some stuff on a lot of them that I never put out when they was in the studio with school freestyle and sometime I catch them in there freestyle and, and, and tape always was on record because uh, I was pretty much the engineer over there with school out building this stuff and you know making sure things sound right over there so I, that's how I got a lot of stuff from them guys but mm. yeah I mean those guys was incredible I mean there's so many of these guys it's screwed up click now it's some of them you don't even know until they tell you uh, I'm screwed up. Everybody want to be a screwed up click member. You already know the thing, sibling. Screwed up click and SPC was some formidable um, clicks well, actually, within the Houston. Well, actually, uh, Point Blank and Screw was on the same label. So, big time. Really set it off. And K Reno, they, those guys really set it off for uh, SPC. Uh, and then Screw came, it used to be another Screwed Up production before it was Screwed Up Click. And then uh, he changed it to the Screwed Up Click. So it was SPC and SUC. So all of those guys was in the same mm. era of music and doing the same pretty much stuff. But since Screw was on the turntables and was working and slowed things up, his career took off bigger. Yes. But SPC is big too. They, they are... Uh, they make some noise, so yeah. every shows that I've been to, they spend so lot, so they they're pretty good. Already, man, already foundational flipping foundation, the foundation of Houston, right there, man, with with, with yeah. a collection of so many different. And as you say, we got the the um SUC new generation, we got the SPC two uh, K new generation as well. Yeah, man, uh, Mr. Greg and Aldi has got screwed up tapes. Screwed up records and tapes, and they they uh, is putting a uh, new screwed up generation, and, and a lot of those kids is gonna be off the chains that I've seen them working with, and uh, Mr. Aldi is doing a very good job. Mr. Greg is doing a very good job over there at their company. So it's like y'all gonna start seeing a lot of new stuff coming ahead in in this year, and the screwed up click is still a screwed up click. The ones just living is still holding it down, like C note. And Botany Boys, and you know, uh, like I say, Young Youngster, Flip, uh, yeah. Zero, all those guys, Kiki, Big Pokey, uh, Mike D, you know, oh, Street yeah. Military, all those guys are still working together. Uh, you know, they working together, man. They just willing. Uh, I mean, you name them, ESG. Mm -hmm. The ones that still living, that's a screwed up click member. They are still working. They still put music out. They all get along, and that's what it is. You can't, I can't say nothing bad about none of them because I work with all of them. So ain't no plex, sibling. There ain't no yeah. plex going on, man. <laughs> if it is some plex, if it is some plex, they keep it to the moms themselves, which they should do. But me, I don't have a problem with none of none of the SPC members, uh, none of the screwed up click members. You know, I work mm. with all of them. So you I work with you know. Day dog, uh, work with Slim Thug, uh, you know, you name it. Tug on that knife. Oh, 
All right, then. So since you you brought up the north side and um and your third ward, what was it like for you when Michael Watts started to do in his chopped and screwed? Um, what well, Michael was... Watts always been a fan of screws and I've always been a fan of the SPC and the screwed up click in that culture. He always been a fan of that. Uh, he always showed respect. He always played our music and chopped it up. So I can't do nothing but give him respect, uh, you know, working with him and, uh, you know, that type of stuff. He kept it going, you know, and that's that's what we needed down here for him to keep it going. Uh, Bub at the screw shop to keep it going. LD to keep it going. Uh, Dope House Ruckus when they used to have screws to keep it going. So everybody that had a part to do with screws uh, element to keep it going. I give yeah. thanks to all of those people. I give thanks to my daughter, uh, the R and R family, the Red Shop family, the Rap a Lot family. You know, anybody in Houston, Texas, that is doing something to keep this culture going, I give them respect because. Like I say, screw give you the last shirt off his back. He didn't he didn't have no plex with nobody. He helped everybody. So mm-hmm. and that's why it's so strong. And that's when it's a big culture down here now. And and it's gonna forever be that way because the way they care for him, the way he cared for people, screw will give you his last dime. And if, if he had 50 cent, he'll give you 45 of it and keep the rest. And that's just the way he was. That's just the way he was. And everyone says that that screw was a very humble, um, humble really giving. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of the realest on the planet. He, you never caught him arguing and fussing and cussing at nobody and none of that. You never see that. He was always laid back and all he wanted to do was just make music. That's it. He just wanted to DJ, make music and just let the world hear his creation. And, and, they, and it, it happened. So it's like, it's happening as I speak. So, you know, that's what it is. So that's when everybody showed a man love because if it wasn't for him and if it wasn't for them yes. on the screwed up records and rapping in his studio, it had never been a screw. I want everybody to know that in the world. The screwed up click made screw who he are today. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't for us rapping and him screwing it down and putting it out there, the world would have never known what we created. So it's all of us in one what made Mr. Screw the biggest DJ probably in the world today in this world. Agreed. Agreed. A, a conglomerance. A, a conglomerance. So me, me as an artist, I give every artist in Houston, every SPC artist in Houston, and every screwed up click artist, and other artists in Houston, Texas, period, around the world that support DJ Screw in Houston. Texas of the culture of the music that we put out today, I give them all a 100% credit and, and hey, y'all keep doing what you're doing because that's what we do down here is make music for the world and we screw it up and that's our culture and that's what we do. That's what we listen to down here. Definitely. And it's, it's, it's spread it across happen. the whole world. So, you know, I'm, I, even you down there, it, it don't happen. You, you know, with this interview that we're doing, yep means a lot to me and it means a lot to my daughter and my company and screwed up click and SPC because y'all is getting a taste of our culture and we really appreciate that. And right, listen, right back at you, sibling. As I say to all of, all of the guests that have come on here, especially in this Texas series and the New Orleans series, 
the music that y'all created shaped and molded some some parts of the aspects of who I am as a man today. You know what I mean? Oh, I appreciate it. Thank seeing, you. Seeing, well, not even so much seeing, hearing some of the mistakes that somebody may have made, the stories that were told, like, I don't want to go through that, or some of the uplifting things, you know, some of the, when you're sad and, you know, you've got that song that just makes you happy, you know, all of those emotions that generally listening to, to especially at that time, early 90s up to the, the, the mid 2005, there was a, a plethora of emotions that you could be gaining from these albums. You could put an album in and it was just a nice slow jam. You could put something in and you could just get yourself a little bit more hype. You could put something else in and you're gonna go to the gym and work out, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, right. And, it's, and that's just what we did. It was, I guess, whatever emotion that he was feeling that day, that's what he made. If you feel like somebody needs something uplifting, he made it. You know, a lot of people don't understand. Screw even screwed up gospel. Mm. So it's like he tapped country. He tapped, you know, uh, heavy metal. He tapped uh, soft rock. He tapped R&B. He tapped uh, just hip hop. You know, he even tapped jazz. A lot of people don't know that. Where can we find examples of some of these? These is this, these only on tapes, or is this out on? Some on tapes, and uh, if you listen to some of the uh, screwed up click uh, CDs, every now and then you'll you'll catch one where he's just he's just screwing up jazz, and it's just mm. and I told him that because I told him said that's how you find the element of music. If you listen to jazz, and that's what helped me sing as an artist and my daughter sing. We listen to jazz. We listen to jazz. We listen. To that saxophone and we listen to just the groove and it just puts your mind in a good frame mind and you just it just relaxes you it opens your mind up and it's notes that you can imitate and and hit that when you hear a keyboard or a jazz instrument as a sax or a flute or a string mm. we try to imitate that and when what that does is just help your vocals it helps you kind of really just hit the right notes and the right element of music. Mm. And that's what allows me and her able to do multiple songs on any kind of journal music. We can adapt to it. But if you don't train yourself for that, or you don't train your vocal cord, then yeah, it's gonna be hard for you to hit it. As a singer, this is an instrument that me and her use and we keep it in tune. You have to keep it in tune, you have to exercise. You know, you just don't get those people think, oh, well, he was born with it. Yes, I was born with it. But just because I was born with it, that don't mean I can't, I have, you know, I have to keep it in tune. You got to you know, train if you it. Sick, you your, if you get sick and lose your voice, you're out of that. It, it scare most singers because they don't think they're going to get their voice back. Mm. So that's when we have to be careful as artists, as singers. And that's everybody around the world that sings. They be careful. And they're very sensitive about their vocal cord. Well, you've got to train it. You've got to warm it up. You've got to exercise it. You I, know what I mean? Certain foods you don't eat, like a lot of hot stuff, a lot of acids I stay away from. And, and with, with us being on this conversation, I'm just going to get this to the world. If you are single, you know, lemon is a quick fix. Uh, stay away from dairy products. When you get ready to sing on stage, don't say nothing that whole day before the show. Stay away from dairy products. Just the only thing that keeps your voice the way it needs to sound is just room temperature water. Mm. And if you go to the doctor, they'll tell you that. Shut up and just drink room temperature water and just be quiet. 
and your vocal will come back. That's a jewel there from legends. I know they, right. I know they heard sibling, but trustfully they're going to be listening to that gem you gave right there. Yes, sir. So let me, before, as we wind down this build siblings, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Um, did you ever do any work over there at Rapalot with, with, with Lil J? With Rapalot, uh, I did some stuff over there. I did, I did a song with Scarface over there. Um, uh, I did some stuff with Teela. Um, Wait, you know, uh, Teela? Oh. Yeah, 3-2 three, three, and, and, you know, Billy Cook, uh, which is my nephew. Uh, you know, uh, everybody legend, that was on that oh, label, hey, that sibling, got sib off that label. Sibling, sibling, yeah. sibling, sibling. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you, Billy Cook's your nephew? Yeah, did my sister, he's in our family. My sister was married to his dad. Man, another talented brother. I need to get his him on. His dad, brother. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little, I used to coach him how to sing. You know, when we used to stay right next to each other, uh, he used to come over and I used to, you know, help him sing stuff, and and he would help me too. You know, and but he was younger than I was, and and he would see hear some of the notes I would hit and ask me how I do it, and I show him, and and we just work sometime all the day. We just all day just singing at each other, you know, and. It, it came out to be a good thing because he he's a blessing. He uh he's a good R and B singer also and rapper and writer and producer. So Billy Cook is is one of the coldest in the game too. Hey sibling, I've just had a brainwave. I've just had a brainwave, right? Family album. Oh, family, actually, the whole Cook family is phenomenal. This is what uh, I'm saying, sibling. Y'all need to come together. Cook, Billy Cook, all y'all, Spencer family, and do a whole album. You know what I mean? Throw some of the SUP, SUC on there as well for some some of the rapping we're elements. That, we're gonna we're gonna make that happen for you guys because you're not the only one that have told me that, and it's a lot of people around the world want to see Ronnie Spencer and Billy Cook on on a, on a song together, uh, whether it's a Christmas song or whether it's an R&B song or whether it's R&B hip hop. They want to see it, and uh, me and Billy talk. Uh, we all gonna to come together because, like I say, his whole family, everybody in that family singing, they all phenomenal. I mean, they vocals is off the chain. So you have to hear Nate, you have to hear Chris, you have to hear Billy. Uh, I mean, man, it's just it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable when that. you hear them. And uh, my sister husband, he he was a singer too. Uh, they, I remember he used to sing in church and. When he get do singing in church, fifteen people join. That's just how beautiful his voice was. Wow! His favorite song was "Cool Water," and uh, it was like, man, it was a gospel song. But the man I know can it. sing. I know it, sibling. Yeah, so it's like it's it, it's in the family. So we all sing. I think my grandbaby finna sing because she uh <laughs> sung to me the other day, and uh, I was I was really tripping out on it. And I said, man, look like she's gonna sing. So. Yeah, she's gonna sing. I can't wait till she get older and start really just singing where I can really just hear the notes, but they there. Okay, you've got the raw element right there. Another 10 years and we're gonna have a, you know, a, a little, a, 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 the third generation releasing the album and shit. Oh yeah. And my yeah. daughter's working with her already. <laughs> I can imagine, I can imagine. <laughs> 
right. I, mean, I had recorded her heartbeat and recorded her first cry. I still have it. I'm gonna do a song for her, but uh, it's gonna be nice. But yeah, she's she's something else, man. She's she's already trying to sing. Mm. Talk talk a little bit about um, Black and Killer Hole, Twenty to Life. Twenty to Life was 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 really some good young men with me in my career. We did a song called Mama. Yes. Uh, Heavy song, sibling. Heavy song. Yes, that was. As a matter of fact, I met him about a couple of months ago. I seen him in a club that we was having an event in, and they was so happy to see me because I hadn't seen him in years. And uh, working with Black and those guys, man, it's just incredible. Uh, you know, Black kind of sound like Scarface to me, but mm. man, those guys, they still rap. They still, they still good. Yeah. When I seen them, they said they doing a new album. I told them I'd jump on it for them. They say, great. And uh, those guys were some hard workers and everything they put out was, was nice. Confessions was the last album I got, which was in 05, was it maybe? It was, it was before, mm. it was all five or before. And then the, obviously the album before that was Hustlers, Hustlers Don't Eat. And you was on that one, right? That's that where Mama was on, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. That's classic, sibling. Hey, number hits, man. <laughs> like Big T, Rising Paradise. Yeah, like I say, 20 to Life, those guys is, is very talent. Uh, we are going to join together and do some old music. Uh, I talked to them and... They ready. I'm ready. Mm, looking forward to that, man. Looking forward to that. Well overdue. I think, uh, trustfully, in 2021, we're going to be um, blessed with a lot of good music from some yeah. classic artists. And if they're not so much necessarily classic artists, they're, they're coming off the shoulders of classic foundational uh, Houston uh, Texas artist, so I am very much looking forward to seeing what uh, 2021 holds musically. Yeah, I have a lot of new music finna come out that's finna hit 2021. Uh, I do have like five or six songs for the epidemic is talking about the world for people. Uh, I think everybody's gonna like that little album that I'm just gonna put out there uh, for them. I'm probably do a couple of videos and uh, and put it out before my album actually drops. Uh, I'm doing an R&B album and I'm doing a hip hop R&B album. So uh be looking forward to see that. My daughter also is dropping an R&B album and uh, a hip hop album. I think a pop album, if I'm not mistaken. Pop. Because she have a lot of yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. 100%. So out of this year. So I hope it's her year. Uh, which, you know, God blessing us. Uh, just, you know, like I said, we believe in God first. I hope you know, everything works out good for her. Uh, um, her new project is coming out. Are they just about through with it? Uh, I think it's going to be amazing. I think everybody going to love it. And uh, that's what's happening. It's going to be a lot of new videos on her. Uh, uh, we're going to do a movie. Uh, it's a lot of stuff we got going on. And uh, I can't wait till it's out. Hey, 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 sibling. 25th year anniversary DJ Screw, amazing event. How did you feel it went? Uh, I think it went successful. Uh, I mean, it was a lot of people on tour and there was a lot of people uh, 
didn't make the film that should have made the film, but God bless them. I know they had a lot of stuff to do, but with the people that did show up and did what we had to do, uh, it was successful. It's a lot of people uh, didn't get in that movie because of the uh, time that they wanted. I think they only gave us like 60 minutes or something like that. But the place was packed. Everybody was there to everybody film. I think they're gonna do a uh, part two. Uh, everything, Hustle Town did a real good job on it. Um, you know, I can't complain. I did a lot of songs for it. Uh, my daughter did a lot of songs for it. Mm. And it was a lot of people come out of the, you know, the woodworks to get in there to do that first group. So the people that you didn't see in it, uh, they do have film on some of those people. I don't know if it's gonna be on the second set, uh, but I do know they doing a second set of it uh, because there's just so many people trying to play to that event so that's what happened so yeah give thanks give thanks um anything else you wanna you wanna get into before we uh we wind up i've got two two very last questions for you sibling um well i just want to let everybody know look out for r&r &R entertainment look out for mad audic studios uh right now those two companies, which one of them is mine, uh, is gonna come out with a lot of hot new music. And they got a lot of new artists that is on those labels just gonna hit the fan. Also, um, P. James, uh, look out for his record label. And uh, they coming out with a lot of new stuff. Also, um, it's just so many people that I'm working with this year I'm working with my band, Funky Fingers, Barrel Wolf, Corey, all of those guys. Um, like I say, the, the screwed up click, generation new kids, and the new generation of that, I'm working with those people. Uh, working with my daughter, uh, it's just a lot of stuff that I got going on. It's gonna be a busy year for me. It's gonna be a busy year for my daughter. And But long as luck, God keep us healthy and safe, yes. we're gonna give you the music. Indeed. Most high willing, most most high willing, and also most in, most importantly, your works and your actions. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because ultimately, you got you got to go through it. You got to do the thing, right? Got to do it. That's when you got to stay healthy. So, like I said, I put God first in my career, and God first in my daughter's career, and it's up to Him. You know, and with His blessings and know-how, so I guess that's gonna give me my blessings. Definitely. And hopefully that the world can hear some good music from R and R Entertainment this Yay. year. One thousand sibling, one thousand. Um, have you had fun uh, this this uh, today? I had a lot of fun today. This is a good experience to, to talk to you guys and give you some literature and some information. And for the world to hear that is a blessing. And, and like I say, God bless you and your company, and bless everybody else that's listening. And like I said, y'all keep going first and stay healthy, stay safe, and stay away from Corona. Mm, most definitely, man. Stay diligent. My very last question for you, sibling, is we know now a little bit more about the legendary Ronnie Spencer. So tell us who you are, but don't tell us your name. That who I am is I'm a great person. I love music, like I say. And I love to shoot pool. I love to play instruments. And I just like to be happy and have a blessed day. If 
very spiritual, uh, very humble, very lovable. And that's it. Nice, ni nice and simple. Nice and simple. Like it, sibling. Where can the, um, if they're not already following you on social media and whatnot, where's the best place for people to get hold of you? Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter, you know, all the social, you know, network outlets. Mm -hmm. I, uh, all of my stuff is tied into Facebook and all of uh, the social media outlets is tied into my Facebook. So I just deal with one that way you can reach me there and that's it. Cool. Cool. And as, as I'll make sure I'll put links below, um, to, to the Facebook and to the Instagram, if, if people want to do that and to the Twitter and all that there, uh, and you can go to the R and R page, my R and R page is, you know, Ronnie Spencer R and R entertainment. You go to that page, uh, uh, and, and catch me there. Also, the new song that I'm gonna do, that I'm gonna put on the album is the one with me and Ronald Osley. One now? Uh, is that an exclusive announcement right there, sibling? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So separate everything, man. Me and Ronald Osley did do a song, it's an inspiration song, and the name of it is called Hold On. Yeah, man. Looking forward to that, there. Looking forward to that. So if you ain't already subscribed to to, to, to Ronald, go over there. Sorry to Ronnie. Um, Spencer, go over to the Instagram, go over to the Facebook, go over to the Twitter, connect. There'll be a link below to the to the uh the R, &R uh, website. Hit him up. A lot of new stuff that's coming for 2021, man. That's right. 